Blog Talk Radio. everyone to There's a Rock for That. I am your host, Mary Brown, and today I have a, what I definitely feel is going to be a very special episode of There's a Rock for That for you all. Um, but before we get into all the exciting things going on today, I want to let you know that there's a Rock for That is sponsored by the Tarot Guild, the international organization for tarot lovers, students, and professional readers since 2004. Check out the Tarot Guild by going to www.thetarotguild.com. And also, we are coming to you live on the Psychic Talk Radio Network. You can keep up with us by going to psychictalk.net. And you can also find all our upcoming shows because uh, we have a, you know, a few different shows on here that are pretty interesting and, and different topics and wonderful hosts. And you can keep up with it by going to psychictalk.net forward slash upcoming. Okay, so today the big topic we have to discuss is crystals for impact. People that consider themselves empaths or, uh, you know, feel that they have a lot of empathy. Um, and what is what is empathy? Um, you know, there's a just a real short definition of of empathy. If you if you look in, you know, like a, a dictionary, maybe Merriam-Webster. Um, but what I found is empathy is mostly defined as the ability to understand and share the feelings of others, having a sensitivity towards the feelings of others. And, you know, I, I had a little bit of a problem with that definition because I don't feel that it is always about understanding the feelings of others. You know, I think it's impossible to, to look at anyone, whether we feel we're empathic or not, and say, oh, I understand how you feel completely. You know, because we don't. We're not, we're not inside of them. We don't know how the things that they're feeling are really resonating with them. What, what does it bounce off in the interior of their psyche? You know, what what echoes back to them. So I always felt like the, the definition out there for empathy should be changed, but it's definitely feeling and also sometimes sharing. And I think it's not just with other people. It can be with animals, plants, um, even crystals. And that's what I'm going to be talking about today uh, in a 
just wonderful interview with the amazing Raven Digitalis. And some of you who also listen to some of our other shows on the network may have heard Raven. Um, I think it was like a maybe a few months ago on the Tarot Today radio show talking about his new Oracle deck that has come out, the Empaths Oracle. And it has just gorgeous, amazing artwork by Constantine Bax in it, and Raven wrote just a wonderful book um, that goes into so much detail on, oh, so many aspects of empathy, and that came out uh, very recently from Llewellyn. Um, publishing, and you can go to Llewellyn.com um, to see the Impasse Oracle. You can you can get it from there. You can also get it on Amazon and in other booksellers. And and Raven has written so much about empathy. Um, let me tell you a little bit about him. I'm not going to give too much away from the interview, um, but. Let me tell you a little bit about him before we start listening to the interview. And Raven Digitalis uh, is the author of Exploring the Empaths Oracle. Now, that's the book that comes with the Empaths Oracle deck, deck and book set, right? He's also the author of The Everyday Empath and Esoteric Empathy. And and we're going to talk a little bit about those books, uh, especially uh, in the interview. Also, the author of Shadow Magic Compendium, Planetary Spells and Rituals, and Goth Craft, Goth Craft. And I just recently got the book Goth Craft. I think it's out of print, sadly, but you should be able to find some copies out there. And if you were ever a goth or you consider yourself one now, it's, it's, it's the book to get. It's so wonderful. I don't think anybody's really um, dug into it Um being what it means to be a goth, and also the metaphysical uh, and even spiritual, you could say, um, connections that um, are there with it or can be. So all of those books. Um, Raven was originally trained in Georgian witchcraft. He has been a witch since 1999, a priest since 2003, a Freemason since 2012, and an empath all his life. He holds a degree in cultural anthropology from the University of Montana. He cooperated a nonprofit pagan temple for 16 years and is also a professional tarot reader, DJ, card-carrying magician, and animal rights activist. And you can find him online by going to www.ravendigitalis.com and you can find them on Facebook, Instagram. Just look for Raven Digitalis. So without further ado, let's listen to what Raven has to say today to you. 
Okay, and welcome, Raven Digitalis, to There's a Rock for That. I'm so excited you could come on the show today. Oh, me too. It just worked out perfectly. And, you know, I, I'm telling you, synchronicities have been off the hook for me the last couple few months. And I ask other people, I'm like, is it just me? And they're like, yes, yeah, just you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'll take that as a good sign of healing and getting into the flow state. And, you know, this is just another example. Like, I had a great time um, being on Tarot today, and that was super fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and now to be a, a wee guest on your show, There's a Rock for That, is a pleasure. So thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So hey, I want to ask you, what uh-huh. stones? What stones are you wearing today? Are you wearing today? stones? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's, let's see. I have a. Uh, <clears throat> no, I did work today also <clears throat> with my healthcare job, so I always wear a mala. And uh, mm. and a stone, at least one stone, as well as a mala. So for when it comes to the, uh, you know, even though I'm, well, I'm both a pagan witch and also an American Hindu, so I balance those worlds. And you know, my my books on Llewellyn reflect that for sure. The the kind of balance. Yeah. But, um, so you know, whenever I go in public or go to work, for example, um, I will wear both. So I've got a mala uh, made of Rudraksha beads, which are sacred to Lord Shiva and Lady Shakti, Durga, Devi. Um, so that's not stone, but it's seed. And here mm-hmm. in Hawaii, uh, in Kauai Island, actually, there's a large Rudraksha forest here with huge Rudraksha seeds that people can pick from the ground and make prayers and that's associated with the Kauai Hindu Monastery here. And epic, big organization, hundreds of acres and just lovely uh, swamis. Wow. Lovely guru over there. But anyway, uh, the stone that I'm wearing today is uh, chrysoprase. Chrysoprase? How do you say that? I I call it chrysoprase, but I've heard chrysoprase as well. (laughs) But, yeah, that's a beautiful... Beautiful, beautiful stone. What what is it that you? Why are you wearing it? So I uh, swapped a reading with one of my favorite psychics in the world, and also one of my favorite people in the world, Debbie Griggs, uh, mm. G R I G S. She's a no tools psychic, and uh, if anybody wants to look her up, you can just look up Debbie Griggs online. But she has uh, connections to Montana, where I'm from, similar area. And she and I uh, became friends at the uh, local psychic fairs there that we used to read at. <clears throat> and she would have lines out the door booked. Oh, my gosh. Just like, and she's celebrity, psychic. I mean, I, I, wow. and I'm quite at that level. And my main gig, you know, is writing. But anyway, uh, she and I swapped a reading. Oh, and I'm just about to send her a copy of my Empaths Oracle deck. She just ordered one from me. I'm so stoked about that. Oh, wow. Um, but, 
Yeah. But anyway, <clears throat> she, um, after I give her her tarot reading, I used the top deck, like uh, we discussed. Um, she gave me her no tool psychic reading, and it was incredible for one. And then for two, one of one of the things that came through, and this was last year, was to wear a necklace of crystal praise and wow. or however you say. It. And so I've got yeah. the tip bead necklace on of that. And so from what I understand and and you would I'd like to ask you what what mm-hmm. your perspective is on it. Um but I understand that it helps with eloquence. Uh it's green so it helps with the heart chakra naturally. And yeah. yeah, what else can you tell me about that? Um <laughs> You know, it's a it's it's such a beautiful stone to begin with, and yeah, because you know the the green stones, of course, are going to be associated with the with the heart chakra, but it's also, you know, it energizes the heart chakra and this and the sacral chakra as well, with this idea of okay, so okay, so say you're you're wearing it as a necklace right um but if you um put it you know say you took it off as a necklace and just decided to like kind of you know lay there with it like on your either sacral chakra or your heart chakra and just um visualize it bringing in universal energy into your physical body um it's a it's a great stone to use that way on those two chakras and also um you know it's got such a it's got a calming aspect to it and can really assist in so many different ways you know it's kind of like you know there's so many different associations with each stone but it really comes down to like our relationship to the stone and and what we need, you know, connecting to what it has to offer. So it's going to be different for everybody. That's a really you know. good point. Especially, yeah. Uh, especially uh, because that reminds me a lot of herbal witchcraft and magic and using different yeah. different things for different things. Like, for example, I have uh, Florida, Florida water here with mm. the hoodoo component. Yeah. And... Florida means flower, so Florida water just means flower water in, in essence, not actually ne- the state necessarily, but it does have some associations there because it's still the south. Um, so with hoodoo, Florida water can, I just, synchronicity again, I just researched it today, or yeah, yeah, yeah. today, and I, just for a refresher, and I see just the multitude of uses for it, so it all, I like with you know stones with herbs with any any kind of tools that help especially earth-based tools that really help our um focus yeah. we can we can assess, like you said like particular parts of their energies yeah that's so magical yeah. and as, as i have this crystal praise on my sacral right now i can i can feel what you mean um yeah. and i wouldn't I wouldn't have thought that this would be helpful for the for the sacral, just because I know associations with the colors more than anything. Um, yeah. But it, but I feel it, and it works. And that's a chakra that I definitely uh, need to continue to maintain. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Another psychic miracle. (laughs) What's he got on? Oh, I am. Well, you know, I'm, I often wear hematite um, just as a as a necklace. I and I and I'm going to talk to you about that in a in a little while when we get into like stones for for empaths yeah. and empathy because it's one of the reasons that I wear that. And then I have a leopard skin jasper um, bracelet on that um, I really like. Uh, you know, it's got a protective quality to it. It's like, I just think like, yeah, I got a leopard right here, man. Bring it, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then halite ha- um, is another one, too, just like the white halite one. And then Priscilla Bluestone, um, you know, from the Priscilla Mountains um, that they use the the blue stones came from for Stonehenge and then an opal ring and I'm holding a piece of snowflake obsidian. Okay. <laughs> See what happens when you ask me what stones I'm wearing. <laughs> well, it sounds like you've got a good uh, team of support occurring at the moment. I do, you know, and it, I don't know about you, but I mean, well, I think, you know, kind of the the story that you told about how you came to be wearing um, the the crystal craze um, is kind of a, a good example for people because, you know, we can read a book or watch a video on YouTube and, you know, there's like, I don't know, thousands and thousands of stones in the world. And, you know, but I think it's the ones that, sort of come into our lives more personally, you know, like Crystal Praise did for mm-hmm. you, that I think mm-hmm. that's how we really develop our good team um, is like the mm-hmm. ones that actually connect to us. So there's an extra thing other than, you know, opening a crystal dictionary and, you know, pulling out a word, <laughs> you know, and finding the stone. <laughs> that's so true. Yeah. That's, something that I've been synchronistic with, of course, talking about to a number of people is the value of experience, experientialism, and how mystical and metaphysical people really, if if they're, you know, um, very, uh, you know, more more grounded and not just completely open to everything and airy-fairy, can actually... um, focus on and, and discern yeah. through experience what what resonates because not just like any just like medicines just like anything everyone everyone's different every everybody is different but at the same time like most people respond to benadryl by getting knocked out including me and that's what they get <laughs> so there's things that are overarching i think metaphysically and physiologically but and, yeah. and, you know, to ex- expand on the synchronicity thing again, um, I, I just <laughs> grabbed my The Everyday Empath, which is my second book in my Empathy Trilogy, and I opened it to the Gemstones for Empaths section because, like most writers, I'll write things and then I'll forget what the hell I wrote <laughs> because I'm on the project for 807 now. And, this, like, and wow. so it actually 
opened to chrysoprase. <clears throat> and wow. Yeah, so in the Everyday Empath, what I wrote from research before I had this necklace is, okay, chrysoprase, this green form of chalcedony, 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 I'm not sure. Chalcedony, yeah. Chalcedony, okay, is believed to shield its wearers from all manner of external negativity. Chrysoprase, chrysoprase. Additionally, helps the wearer maintain a bit more balanced in chaotic conditions while helping replace stressful energies with optimism. Hey, well, that's what I feel. That is literally what I feel when I wear it. So thank you, former me, for uh, writing (laughs) this. And then thanks to you for helping clarify it, too. Ah, well, let's talk about, you know, these these stones for for empaths. because, you know, I I think that, you know, it is one of the tools. That, it's like I feel like, and I, you know, I feel like I'm an empath and I, and I, and I have felt like kind of bummed out sometimes the way that empathy is discussed um, is almost like, it's almost like saying we have some sort of disability or something, you know? Do you know what I mean? Where it's like, I can't go anywhere. Because I'm an empath, you know, like I've heard like. <laughs> I know. I've been there, you know. It's, and it's been there so deep. <clears throat> I, I was guided to write a book. Yeah. And one that I just mentioned, The Everyday Empath, is also on Audible as an audiobook and also translated <gasps> into Spanish. It's really wow. nice. Wow. And then my empath's oracle deck with Constantine mm. back in Germany who did the art um, recently came out and I have a section uh, or a section I should say a card in there that's specifically about gemstones and herbs and other items specifically for empaths so I just I discuss these things in all three my, my whole empaths trilogy and, yeah um, and there's just yeah there's some like really common commonalities between empaths when it comes to the stone. So I'll I'll talk to fellow empaths. And for for listeners, um yeah. empathy is just just like psychic, just like medium. It's a title. We all have varying degrees of these things. You know? And yeah. so whatever term we feel is empowering and we and self referential I I feel I feel that's a good thing. So, you know, me and you, we can use the term empath, and I'm sure most many of the uh, listeners can too. Yeah. Or even psych. I don't call myself a psychic. Some people call me sick psychic because of my tarot readings, but I'm like, I don't know if that's considered psychic. I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence about that. That's a different me too. Right. <laughs> but, you know, and I think that, you know, it to me, it's a gift. It's a it's I think it's empowering, you know, and I think that it's it also like when you have um, the, you know, things out there like like crystals and, and herbs and you know, different techniques and stuff that can help to better mm-hmm. manage and to stay balanced. And to stay grounded with with a kind of gift that maybe 
you know, sometimes you feel like you're reaching beyond your physical body um, in certain spaces. Does that make sense? Um, so true. You know, I, I worked with herbs in a metaphysical mm-hmm. before working with <clears throat> gemstones, not yeah. only because it seemed so trendy, but at the time, but also because I uh, wasn't sure how they were sourced and, right. you know, knowing where they come from and I don't want to wear a stone where any where anybody has incurred suffering in its production right. to come to me. So yeah. do you have any tips on that? Because I just am not sure how exactly how to approach that. Right. Well, you know, it's a it's an interesting thing. Yeah, you don't want to be wearing a blood diamond, right? You know, <laughs> like that's, that's the worst case in, the, in a sense or the most um, familiar to most people. But, yeah, yeah. ethically sourcing um, crystals, you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's not always easy to do. And you have to really have a sense of um, who you're buying from, who you're dealing with. It's harder in the digital space, right? Because we're we're just buying on Amazon or eBay or something. Sometimes, you know, we don't know that much about the sellers. Some There's some great sellers on there, though. Um, and they'll usually say, you know, how their materials are sourced. But mm, the best thing ever is if you can go to – if you could go to a shop and, you know, or any buyer, whether it's online or in person, you should be able to ask them where their stones came from. And they should Mm -hmm. be able to tell you. And if they can't tell you, then already, you know, we're kind of not sure, you know. Right. Um, Hmm. Gym shows are great because those people know where they just dug those stones up from or who they dealt with, you know. But yeah, um, kind, of, kind of like farming, if we know if the the, the farmer of our eggs and the rancher yeah. of our cows, it's like that. Yeah. One yeah. But there's another way too, and this is something that I know a few people out there are contemplating. I remember, uh, oh, I don't know, a couple of years ago, having Christiana Gadet on, and we were talking about this, and just the idea of Okay, crystals, you know, um, we don't always have to be connected to them physically, you know. We can look mm-hmm. at a at a picture. It's, or, it's sort of, <laughs> you know, maybe a kind of magic, maybe. But, um, you, know, magic, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, if we can, in our mind... Um, picture and it helps to look at pictures uh, online or whatever you know and we can imagine like even just in our mind like the stone underground naturally in the earth and send ourselves to it try to feel the energy of whatever particular stone it is you know Learn about the stone. Find out where it's located, where people dig them, where they're found, and 
send mm-hmm. send yourself, you know, kind of in a meditative thing to that stone, find it under the ground in your mind's eye and form that bridge and that connection and that's a that's a way that nobody gets hurt <laughs> when it comes that's to connecting. Brilliant. Oh, that is brilliant. It's so true and I have heard and even practiced a couple times the same thing with certain herbs. Magical wow. herbs. Wow. Uh, See? And, oh, and I, I'm getting what they call in Hawaii chicken skin goosebumps. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> which uh, only happens when the spirits are saying, listen to what this person is saying, or you're saying the right thing. Make them listen to you <laughs> during oh. the reading. Um, oh, I and, love that. Yeah, yeah, I'm listening to what you're saying, and I'm going to actually activate that more uh yeah. Well, be, activate that with stones because that is such a brilliant idea and that is completely, it could absolutely be called magic. That it, it is magic. And um, the same way that I would connect with an herb. Now, so that reminds me just as an aside that um, homeopathy mm-hmm. works in a similar way as energy medicine, right? Yeah. However, I am completely anti anti homeopathy. I'm not as yeah. anti homeopathy as I am anti circumcision, but yeah. I'm definitely anti homeopathy <laughs> because not a single molecule of the original substance is retained in the little sugar pills or drops or Yeah. It's yeah. tricky. So, we want it yeah. to be. <laughs> we want it to work so badly. Right, but we can do the exact thing that you just said. Yeah. And have probably even a better effect because we're actually meditating and connecting to the invisible web of life. Right. Popping a sugar pill. Exactly. Exactly. It's just, I mean, it's almost, it's almost like the same thing, only you're not buying the product, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go, listeners. That's how you save yeah. money. Don't, don't do homeopathy. Don't do homeopathy. It's bad for you. Yeah, we just saved you. But yeah. you know, the everything that you've written on empathy and the impasse oracle. You know, we we talked about that on the Tarot Today uh, radio show and um, the. For our Tarot Guild members and whoever, the the review and walkthrough of the deck is still available in the video section and on my YouTube channel, Pterodactyl's Nest. And you know, it what it's like an endless topic because you've written mm. like, wow, esoteric empathy is like just the list uh, every day. Empathy, you know, it's really kind of there's no into it do you think it's one of those things i mean the yeah. term empathy itself is only in the english language at this point about 160 years old wow so i mean that is really damn new in human history uh to recognize that force as an actual term and yeah parentheses, parentheses even terms like heterosexual, homosexual, bisexual, um, 
were not recognized until something like the 1940s. And, uh, like, I mean, geez, this wow. is early. I mean, these, this is recent stuff, end of parentheses. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there, uh, yeah, there's so much that, um, so many terms and things like that that can be easily taken for granted, but at the same time, it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with that. I think people gain empowerment yeah. and awareness through that, and especially when it comes to empathy, because it is not just a not just meta science. It's not just metaphysics. It's not just occultism. Uh, it's very, very much scientific. We have yeah. mirror neurons in our brains, with, or they might have a different name now, but we're called mirror neurons, and uh, certain brain activity that's clearly empathy in action. It's it's literally empathy, and that's the way that humans and other species and cultures evolve because if we didn't have empathy with for each other we'd it would just be a disaster like that would not be an evolutionary advantage so empathy is yeah. very you know physically, yeah. physically evolutionary and obviously it's met too so yeah it's uh yeah well what what what's your favorite like like the if you like get approached by people and they you know they ask you like what can i what can I do is there like what stones because you've written about stones um mm-hmm. for impasse like what's your favorite go to or is there a go to well, first, I should mention actually that <clears throat> and you reminded me when you said hematite or hematite mm-hmm. um i I like hematite, I don't know the pronunciation, but who cares? Um, right. That um, I have uh, ten piercings in each of my ears, and um, the big plugs that are in the cartilage, pretty much like a hole puncher, right through the middle of the ear. Um, those mm-hmm. both of the are hematite. So, oh wow! I actually have it directly on my skin, between my brain, on both sides, and that helps keep me grounded so I don't need to wear a hematite necklace because or anything else because it's literally touching my flesh to, by way wow. of the piercing bugs and, yeah. and so that and so I, that's recent I got that here in Hawaii um, shortly after I moved here kind of as a healing rite of passage to ground, help ground down to my true self ground to uh, the land I don't I don't feel that hematite soaks up energy as much as something like Onyx? Do you, would yeah. you agree? I yeah. totally agree. I totally okay. agree. There's something about Onyx. I don't. I, I know. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. Right. There's something. I don't know. <laughs> it's like a. It's like it's got a weird energy signature to it. Um, and you, I agree. And obsidian, I feel similar. <gasps> I've got to ask you about obsidian, okay? Because you live in Hawaii. Right, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and I've heard some crazy stories about like people like like taking obsidian and then you know like tourists or whatever and like going you know home back to the states or whatever and then 
you know, having all this crazy stuff happen and, and like, it has something to do with Pele or something. <laughs> like, is that true? <laughs> I knew exactly where you were going with that. You did? Um, <laughs> oh, that's very good. <clears throat> um, yeah, basically don't don't take anything from Hawaii is the rule that, well, not anything. Okay, you can take shells, of course. I mean, those are discarded. Okay, the biggest thing are lava rocks. You don't take lava rocks from Hawaii, or it activates a curse from so really wow, and so that's a big thing, and you know it's hard to say like how much of that is just psychologically worked up when people find out about that, how much of that is actual reality and actual like um God is Pele, but honestly, I think, well, I should say from experience, we're talking about experiential stuff earlier. This, these islands are just an anomaly in the world. The most, <clears throat> literally, the most remote islands in the world. And as an empath, being surrounded by water for a billion miles is actually quite nice. Right. <laughs> But yes, no, no taking lava rocks, especially, and a lot of people agree when it comes to sand and water from the mm-hmm. islands and and other stones. Shells, shells are perfectly acceptable. Um, yeah. And I remember even visiting Maui. That was my first time ever. I'm in Kauai now, but I visited Maui as a young young witchling at age 16 and I tried to bring back a vial not knowing these things mm. after, after a little ceremony at the beach to thank the, the goddess of the ocean um, bringing back a vial of ocean water a vial of sand these are small glass vials and a vial of uh, something else I think it was a, some kind of plant matter and I didn't of course know the laws transportation hmm. at that time, but all of them broke in transit. Hmm. And, I had, and they were wrapped really well. The only wow. thing didn't get destroyed was my Maui Waui <laughs> cannabis. So that was That's nice. good. <laughs> so, <laughs> at least there was not like, it's, it's not true. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, you know, you you had that to kind of soothe the pain of the other things yeah. breaking. <laughs> and here they call that pakalolo, pakalolo. Pakalolo. But, yeah, that's pretty pretty amazing stuff, you know, because there seems to be so many stories about it. And, like, oh. I, and so that's one thing that I do tell people when we talk about sourcing stones is, like, you know, there's volcanoes all over the world. You know, get get your uh, Mexican obsidian, get your obsidian anywhere else. Because <laughs> something's going on in Hawaii. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, yeah, you know, and that's the thing. Hawaii will um, <clears throat> tell people when to leave. And really? if they follow that, she will make sure they leave. <laughs> so, ah. Or she'll make sure they stay. And I'm very thankful for allowing me to stay, you know, the Aina and the Prana, the Mana, which is Hawaiian Mana, uh, the Shakti of of this island. And 
really all the islands are, you know, interconnected. I'm honored to be here as a healing place and also to help people locally and uh, remotely and be able to work on my projects here and everything just synchronized perfectly to have me here. And it's just, it really is a blessing. And there is one stone I wanted to tell you about called yeah. Hawaiian Mana Organite. O-R-G-O-N-I-T-E. And yeah. with Organite, it perfectly uh, fine to <clears throat> transport off the island. But once again, with synchronicity, I just found the card that describes it as this gorgeous orange stone. I just dropped it on the ground. But okay. I'm sorry. It forgives me. Uh, so the flyer that comes with it, the little info sheet. Yeah. Um, at the metaphysical store here that also sells my books and, and uh, oh, cool. which is wonderful. Uh, so it says here, um, <clears throat> organite uh, energy contains quartz crystal, other gemstones, and metals in resin, which convert negative or stagnant electromagnetic energy into positive or known energy, which is beneficial beneficial to humans, animals, and plants. Mm. Huh. That's great. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, it's a very special stone. And... Um, and what's it called again? From what I hear, um, organite, mana, oh, yeah. mana, energy organite. Oh, oh cool. Energy. I yeah. Believe, yeah, that's what it is. But, um, yes, uh, and I think I have the right reference card here. I'm pretty sure that's what this is. But it's, uh, it's an orange stone, uh, orange-yellow. Mm-hmm. And I'm a bit, I, I have actually grabbed the wrong card. If so, I apologize. Um, <laughs> but it only comes from Hawaii, and it's uh, totally fine to transport elsewhere. Wow. So, so, the so there's some things that you can <laughs> take from Hawaii, and the ones you can't, well, you, they let you know about it. <laughs> Something lets you know about it. <laughs> yeah. You know, it seems that volcanic. If, yeah. it, if it's volcanic based, then then Pele is not happy of his transportations. Um, but anyway, yeah, um, you were asking about go-to stones for empaths, and gotta say, black tourmaline. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. That's I call it the empath stone or the empath's emergency stone. The thing about that, in my experience, and I'd love to hear about yours, yeah. is that I, uh, well, you know, I myself and many other empaths, and, and I recommend it in my book, have a necklace or bracelets or something that is exclusively that stone, not mixed with other ones, just for that energy. So it is like putting up a brick wall. Yeah. So, is what I find, and it cuts off emotional exchange, of empathic energy between others. So when wearing, I mean, literally, that that's my experience, as experience of others. I, I don't have any reason to doubt that. But black tourmaline, like, 
it doesn't absorb. It's, it's a complete reflector and defender. And yeah. so the only time that I'll wear that stone is if I'm feeling what, you know, anxiety attack, overwhelmed yeah. and, and have public things to do and need completely to be in only my energy and not interact yeah. with others because it really does dampen the empathic exchange, which is purely emotional. So what are your thoughts about black tourmaline? Well, it's really interesting. You know, I have to say, like, that, it makes so much sense hearing you say it that I'm like, oh, yeah, duh. Like, duh, (laughs) you know, I'm smacking my forehead, right? Um, But, yeah, I didn't think of it in terms of um, empathy, you know, it's it's probably the number one stone that I that I recommend to people that are, you know, having, um, you know, really, you know, one is like the fear of it, but also like really feel like they're being affected by, um, you know, like EMF, like electromagnetic frequencies, mm-hmm. you know, from technology, computers and stuff. And I recommend that they that they put some black terminal in pieces around their computer, you know, if they spend a lot of time working at their computer station. Good idea. And, you know, growing up as a young mm-hmm. metaphysicist, um, I, uh, I only heard of uh, uh, dark courts mm-hmm. for, do- for doing that. Um, yeah. Sorry, no, I'm not. Dark courts, like, black courts. Yeah, like smoky cords. Smoky cords, yeah. So I only heard of that doing that for computers and technology stuff. Um, but that would make sense that tourmaline would also do that. Yeah, but, and it, and the, and because of that dampening quality that you were talking about with emotions, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I have found that it, it does that with like, I feel like any interference, you know, any any sort of either electromagnetic or energetic interference, um, that, that's that's one thing. And there's 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 something about the the black stones, the dark stones that um, can really be helpful with transmuting um, any sort of negative uh, energies too. I, I think mm-hmm. like one one of my favorite things to do because I do Reiki is to use um, like a black kyanite fan to like mm-hmm. just like sweep the body, you know, just sweep it um, and kind of sweep the aura um, to kind of like just cleanse it. Like you're like I use it like a broom almost, you know. Um, the, the black kyanite, you know, I'm not familiar with that at all. Yeah. Oh, I have to. I have to send you something on that so you can see they it shapes in these like these little blades. So it it kind of can look like a a fan. So you already have that that concept of waving it. You know, at least I do. <laughs> I don't know how many people think about that, but yeah, you know. But terminal, and that's that is so brilliant. That makes total sense to me. Yeah, <clears throat> and you know, with my empathy trilogy, my first book, which is my my number one heart baby, is esoteric empathy, and that's for people who, you know, are uh, more familiar with uh, 
paganism with the magic, um, deeper metaphysics, things like that. And, you know, the everyday empath, like I mentioned, is more for everyone, more digestible. And same with the empaths, Oracle decks that just got released a couple months ago, too. Extremely amazing. Um, But in my esoteric book, which I'm opening now, um, I have a lot more stones listed and materials of the earth listed than mm. I do in the others, such as, uh, let's see here, salt. Or no, salt. Yeah. No salt. As, as a, I mean, it's not, is, is, it, would, is that considered, no, that's not considered stone. No, it's yes. just a mineral. Yes, yes, yes. hey, hey. <laughs> well, I, you know, look, there's, there's halites, right, H-A-L-I-T-E, okay. which is, which are the big salt crystals, you know, that they make salt lamps out of and stuff. Oh, yeah, like uh, Himalayan salt, the, the pink salt. Yeah, yeah. So, the, you know, it, it it is, you know, yeah, it's a mineral, but it's also, you know, um, there's salt crystals, and that is, a, like, that's, like, I have, like, a big chunk of that, right, that I take with me everywhere. Um, and what I do is, like, you know, I'll do, like, you know, tarot readings, like at an event or something, and between each reading, between each client, I You'll literally like, it. yeah, I'll lick it. <laughs> I know. I I'll, <laughs> well, that and also, yeah. right, mm. and, you know, I have a weird story about licking salt. <laughs> But but also what I'll do is I'll rub my hands like I'm like I'm using it like a bar of soap, you know, because because we work so much with our hands when we do tarot readings. And so that was my way of sort of cleansing in between clients and and yeah, lick it. But, you know, also salt that they well, like not in Hawaii, lucky you, but probably, you know, before what you said you were from Montana, right? Um, you know what snow is, <laughs> you know, you've seen snow <laughs> and they salt the roads, you know, right. I don't yep. know if they do it in Montana, but I grew up in Pennsylvania. If they didn't, there would be a quarter of the population. Car <laughs> right. Everybody would be wiped out <laughs> if they did it. And, when I was a kid, I, I grew up on a farm, and we leased part of our property to the Department of Transportation, and they stored their big salt pile there, and I used to go, <laughs> and, like, I was, like, licking, the, I was, like, keeping it, like, eating the salt that they put on the roads, you know, I didn't, nobody told me not to, <laughs> you know. <laughs> But it's so gross, right? <laughs> and yes, that's a different thing. Yeah, that's not that's not a salt. It's like it's a it's an a salt. <laughs> Probably something really bad. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I find it hilarious, right? You know. <laughs> Ooh, it's so gross. <laughs> Let me share with the world. <laughs> Oh my God! But um, blue at some point. Yeah, but yeah, salt. I mean, it's so like, it's so ancient, right? It's so mm-hmm. ancient to me. Like, yes, cleanse, protect. 
you know, put a barrier up with salt, you know. And not to mention, yeah, the cooking, the ingestion of it, the, the, uh, the preservational usage of it. And when it comes to empathy and, you know, same for even psychic powers, metaphysical powers, with uh, Wiccan circles, with any, so many things, a circle of salt or just sprinkle around the salt, throw it over your left shoulder, you know. Um, yeah. Put it on your head before you go take a shower. Put it in the bathroom. So many uses, it's like super duper protective all around. And, you know, here in Hawaii, we have, you know, packs available of samples like mm. black black salt. Here's red salt. Here's regular Hawaiian sea salt. Here's this and that. Wow. It's like, oh, holy cow. And that's a great that's a great one, too, because everybody can get that, you know. They don't have to go to a special store necessarily. You can find specialty salts even at, like, you know, hiring grocery stores. Oh, that's a good point. You can, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so what's the, what's the third crystal you'd recommend for empaths? Well... We've got terminal in, we've got salt. Right. So So we've been discussing more of the dark stones that um, reflect or absorb mostly or deflect or reflect external emotional energies, which is imperative for empaths from time to time. But we also need stones that uh, uplift us and that are very light-based. Light yeah. And so even though I'm a total goth, and my first mm-hmm. book is called Gothcraft, goth which you And I've been reading it. Here. Yeah. I, I love it. Like, that's my one book that's going to be a time capsule and never repub- reprint it, but I am reprinting Shadow Pendium. It's been a lot of work, and I have to finalize tonight as time of this recording, what? my final edit on Shadow Magic Compendium with a new wow. publisher, Chicago, called Cross Crow Press. Uh, cross like crossroads and crow like the bird. And these guys are just magnificent. And it's quite an honor. Actually, I did a prayer spell saying, okay, the author writes to these books reverted to me after 10, 12 wow. years. And Show me, show me the publisher. I don't want these together, virtual dust. And a month later, boom. So, wow. Hey, I'll take it. And it's just been wonderful ever since. But anyway. Supposed to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So naturally, like, you know, I'm going to focus on, like, the darker, <laughs> like the darker stones and things like that. But I... I cannot highly enough recommend Moonstone because which mm. comes so many different flavors. <laughs> so to yeah. speak. Because the moon is the internal landscape and it, as any astrologer could say or any witch could say or um, metaphysical practitioners of all varieties really, the moon represents the internal landscape like the sun represents the external. So Anything to do with moon and sun, which I know the moon's not a planet, but it was considered so classically. Yeah. So I would say anything to do with moon and sun, 
are very beneficial for empaths in addition to those darker stones that are reflective and deflective or absorptive. So because yeah. the balance, like my buddy here got me what's called a sunstone for my birthday. I never heard of that. And I, I, I'm still not even what it is. Do you know what that is? Yeah, I have sunstone. Um, yeah, and it's gorgeous. I love how it kind of, it, it's shimmery, right? Your sunstone. Yeah, and that, and it can be, you know, yellow, orange, kind of a reddish brown color. Yep. Um, but really joyful, uplifting energy and clears all the chakras, uh, bringing in light and energy. And, you know, it's really good for stimulating our own um our own sort of natural self-healing um, power, if that makes sense. It does, because when I wear it, and it's interesting that he gifted it to me as a choker, not quite a choker, but just just beneath, so it's like barely dangling at the heart chakra area, and yeah. it really feels uplifting. So I'll wear that when I'm feeling like crap and have stuff to do, yeah. and it legitimately appears to work as objectively as possible as I can say like and I'll forget that I'm wearing it and, uh, and I'll be like oh yeah, maybe maybe that's part of the reason I'm feeling better now <laughs> it's like, it could be it could be I know. always say you know we don't have to know everything or be- believe in the powers of crystal healing mm-hmm. or worship the crystal you know devas or anything for crystals to do their job Right, exactly. You know, they do what they do. They, you know, we connect with them, they connect with us, and, you know, sometimes we don't even have to think too much about it or use a lot of intentionality. But, but hey, I, it's almost time to go. I wanted to make Bye. sure everybody knows how to get a hold of you. Um, yeah, absolutely. Where can they find you? <laughs> I'm very easy to get a hold of, and folks, I also do um, professional tarot readings, so you can reach out to me anytime. I do a sliding scale, um, and you can just find me under Raven like the bird and Digitalis like the plant foxglove, ravendigitalis at gmail.com or, or www.ravendigitalis.com, facebook.com slash ravendigitalis, instagram.com slash ravendigitalis, um, lowercase one word and you know that can be looked up on Amazon, Goodreads, Barnes & Noble um, Llewellyn.com Llewellyn Books um, I'm very easily easily accessible Yay! So, yeah and I happen to have a few copies of my Empaths Oracle right now they're first come first serve until this little supply is gone, but I'm always happy to sign things for folks, and I, I always encourage supporting one's local bookstore, metaphysical shop. You know, wherever you. Oh, like. absolutely, absolutely, awesome! So. Well, thanks, thank you so much for taking the time out of your enormously busy schedule. You writing Ooh. and all Ooh. those things. Indeed, you're very welcome. Yeah, I, uh, 
And speaking of, I think I have at least two deadlines tonight. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah. so I better that. It is a pleasure to talk with you, and uh, I hope your listeners enjoyed, and thanks for doing what you do. I sure appreciate it. I appreciate you, and it, I can't wait to again. Yeah, you got to come back. We've got it. We've got so much oh, yeah. more to talk about. <laughs> Probably more than we know. <laughs> uh, thanks. Thanks so much, Raven. Bye bye. Namaste. Namaste. All right. All right. Well, I hope you all enjoyed that wonderful things and everything that Raven Digitalis had to share with us today. Um, And I thought I'd also share with you that the card I posted of the week for this week is from Oracle, again, by Raven Digitalis with art by Constantine Bax. And I thought this was really interesting and, and something for you all to to consider and and maybe uh, work into uh, your routines this week. The card I drew, uh, the title is Healing with Mother Nature. Gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous art by uh, Constantine Bax on this card and really every every card in the deck. And the the message. Healing with Mother Nature can be interpreted in a few different ways. Um, what Raven suggests in the the book that comes with the deck, um, the book has its own title, Exploring Exploring the Impass Oracle. What he suggests is that this is a good time when this card comes up to seek healing from Mother Nature. And, you know, sure, that can take some planning to do, to, to go out maybe to a national park or something, you know, go ahead and do the planning. Um, don't let it, don't come up with excuses to stop you from doing it. You know, um, there's no point in living in a nine to five world as, as uh, Raven says here, if we don't have a little bit of reprieve to restart and reset. And for empaths, this is absolutely vital. So, there's lots of ways you can do it, you know, do some uh, immersion into nature by taking a nature walk or, you know, even if um, that kind of thing is not accessible to you, um, go outside, just, you know, connect with the sky above you, the trees around you, the grass beneath your feet and really you know, do some mindfulness with that. Feel the the energies of nature around you. And, you know, other than like getting out there and getting with the elements, so to speak, um, Raven also suggests, and I found this really interesting, he suggests that this card also encourages us to physically exercise. And whether it be physical yoga, cardiovascular exercise, or strength building, the process of exercising connects a person with their own body. Our bodies, of course, are an extension of the natural order. And I don't know that 
I've thought about it in that way previously, or or if any of you um, have thought about that too, the idea of our own bodies being an extension of the of nature of the natural order. We're we're part of nature, no matter how technologically advanced uh, we have become. Uh, that doesn't that doesn't take us out of the circle of life on this planet, you know. So just some things to consider. And if you're someone who says like, oh, I don't like exercising or, or I can't do it, you know, I have a I have a physical problem, my knees don't work or I, I can't lift anything, that's okay. Just move. Just some movement to what extent that you can. Get up and move your body. If you're sitting on the couch and watching TV, that's fine. Just Get off the couch and watch TV, you know. Um, do some exercises while you're watching TV on the couch. Move your legs. Move your arms. Just move it, people. Get moving. <laughs> Keep it moving. <laughs> so that card of the day can be found by going to Psychic uh, Radio Facebook group. Um, you can find that easily by going to psychictalk.net forward slash Facebook. And we have a page and a group. Join the group, like the page. Um, and we also, there's also a page and a group for our sponsor, the Tarot Guild. You can, you can, and we have a website too, thetarotguild.com. But, you know, you can find us on Facebook. And again, like the page, join the group. <laughs> um all good stuff there in in both places. So that's the card of the day. The pic the picture of the card of the day is posted on the Psychic Talk Radio Facebook group. And just check out that gorgeous artwork by Constantine Bax. Wowzers. Um, and also, since I'm talking so much about the Psychic Talk Radio Network, I thought I'd let you know what is coming up on the network this week. Now, first, one programming note, uh, Spiritual Guidance Radio is on break for the summer, but the host of that show, the lovely Catherine Hahn, is going to return in September. So just keep that in mind if you're wondering, where's Catherine? She's she's taking a well-needed break and vacation. <laughs> having a good time doing some fun things and is so excited to come back in September. Our next show is actually going to be next Saturday, July 9th, 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and that is the Tarot Today radio show with myself and the lovely Dax Carlisle. We will be taking your calls for free mini tarot readings. So that's going to be quite exciting. And then after that, uh, Sunday, July 10th at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, it's the Magic Universe show with your host, Sharona Rapsick. And she is going to be having a special guest on the amazing Sasha Graham, and they are going to be talking about the Rider-Waite-Smith Tarot and also taking your calls for free tarot readings. And again, you can keep up with us and, and what shows are coming up and when by going to psychictalk.net forward slash upcoming 
And now I would just like to take a few minutes because we always we I, I know the show's running long, <laughs> but I had too much fun talking to 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 Raven that I just couldn't stop talking to him. <laughs> but um, every month, you know, I, we talk about a a crystal of the month. You know, I'd like to, you know, sometimes I I choose these intentionally, I think, and other times it's it's more intuitively or um, you know, crystal kind of raises its hand and has something to, you know, offer for that month. And this month, it's just kind of like the larger category of meteorites. And, you know, interestingly enough, um, I was thinking about the, the the stone um of the month came up to me first um before everything else fell in place um to talk about empathy with with raven and stones for empathy and I've been kind of thinking like why what is the connection between meteorites and empathy and it really occurred to me that for one thing meteorites are sort of um I would say more than than other categories of of stones or crystals. The one category that I have noticed for myself and for a lot of sensitive people, some of which who are empaths as well, we have a strong reaction to meteorites. We feel something in the way that, you know, it, it doesn't always happen with other crystals or other kinds of stones. I mean, you feel something, but sometimes that something is more vague or, or uh, it's like a gentler um, kind of energy. And with meteorites, uh, just I, there, there, there's a stronger thing. And so connecting that to impasse and empathy, I kind of feel like, you know, one, it's sort of almost like a, a reminder um, when you encounter a meteorite because it's sort of like, you know, your empathy sensors, your sensitivity meters internally just kind of go off. You can, you can feel that, and, and sometimes it's too strong. I mean, you know, moldavite is a uh, very popular type of, of meteorite um, found in the, in the Czech region. Um, that's where it's sourced from. That's where that, you know, Moldova, <laughs> too, is, you know, uh, probably an origin of the, of the name of the stone. But it, it's, um, it's too strong for me. It's a beautiful stone, but I can't handle it. <laughs> I can't handle wearing it. And I know other people that can't either. And yet I know some that that is like the perfect stone for them. Like they can't get enough of it. And I think that there's a good chance that if you consider yourself someone uh, who has a maybe a deeper connection in some way to the to the to space to the stars to the outer reaches what's beyond our planet um start children, star beings sometimes people call themselves. I I think that meteorites are really um you know good good stones for people that have those 
um, you know, that identify that way or, or have that strong sense of that's a part of themselves is the stars. And so that that's one reason I think for for impasse, you know, just the, you know this. I don't know. Check out some meteorites. You know, if you can go to a, a shop where they have some, and you can actually like feel and touch the stone, and just you know pay attention to the sensation of it. I, I think that's just a a cool thing to do. You know, also um, of course, you know, we're talking about different forms of communication associated with meteorites. Okay, and that is, again, that could be extraterrestrial communication, that can be ancient star beings, that can be, you know, ancestral in, in some deep way or past lives, especially with meteorites. And there's so many different kinds. I'm not, I'm not going to get too much into them. Tektites is, is, is another um, type of stone. I've talked about those on this show before. One of my favorite meteorites that that I um, have are the Nantan, uh, N-A-N-T-A-N meteorites, and those, um, you know, they they landed near the city of Nantan in Guangxi, China, in like the 1500s, and. The way it was described, it was really written down here. It's interesting. During summertime in May of Jiajing, 11th year, stars fell from the northwest direction, five to six-fold long, waving like snakes and dragons. They were as bright as lightning and disappeared in seconds. So I connected to the idea of, of dragons, you know, for one thing. Um, and if you are somebody who um, feels connected to dragon energy or even snakes, um, that might be a good meteorite for you. Um, it, it feels it, it feels like very very protective, you know. I mean, there's just something about it to me, and especially for travel um, too. And it's, you know, someone that is um, passionate and goal-oriented and, you know, it's a, it's a meteorite associated with leaders and doers and people that are, you know, fierce warriors in, in whatever way that, that that shows up for them. And it's an, it's an iron meteorite, too, so there might be something about the iron aspect of it as well. So there's, there's different things that are, um, make up different types of meteorites that's always worth checking into as well. And if you're interested to kind of, you know, do a little bit of research and, and see, you know, which ones you connect with. And, of course, as always, I'd love to hear about your experiences. And you can always reach me um, through the Tarot Guild, um, thetarotguild.com forward slash Mary. <laughs> as simple as that. Shoot me a message. Um, all right. And really, we're a little bit past the hour here, and this is the end, my friends, of today's show, and I hope you all enjoyed it. Everybody listening in the chat room and listening on their phone or listening on Blog Talk Radio or listening on the Tarot Guild website and listening on all the other <laughs> other places that the show goes. Um 
we're on so many different podcasting um, forums, platforms, whatever they're called, and and truly, it's it's so much fun to be able to connect with so many other people that that really uh, enjoy the Crystal Kingdom as much as I do. So I wish you all a wonderful weekend and in the United States if you're celebrating the holiday uh, have a great great time a joyful time um, and let that be the focus let that be the focus people please <laughs> have a great time everybody bye bye <laughs> Oh, my God.